Hello and welcome to Media MD, the podcast where each fortnight we prescribe each other a piece of media that we have somehow missed. I'm Ruben Morehouse. And I'm Elliot Debold. And this week we will be following up on our uh, our push, the 2009 movie push um, prescription from you, Elliot. But before we get to that, let's uh, let's see what the, our community thought of last week's episode when we discussed which show out of Avatar The Legend of Korra and Avatar The Last Airbender would be the uh, best to recommend to somebody. Elliot, are you ready? Some biased ordering in, in those two, uh, the way you ordered those two titles, but that's fine. Well, I ordered um. them according to the number of votes they got, because that's <laughs> right, Elliot. <laughs> the Legend of Korra won one hour vote. Oh, man. I'm, I'm, I'm not for two then, aren't I? Uh, yeah, Rick I and think Morty, so, Rick and Morty, Rick and Morty the, the Harmon Showdown. The, this one was closer, but... um. Yeah, jeez. So yeah, contact um, Dante, Marco, and Brian Cosnetzio, whatever their names are, and tell them that they have to reverse the order of the series. Um, yeah, <laughs> cool, cool. Anyway, uh, if, you, if you want to know what the fuck we're talking about, go back and listen to last week's episode, because this week we're talking about something else. We're talking about Push, the 2009 movie. Um, yeah, so I mean, how'd it go? Did you end up watching it um, with the with a bunch of people like you were talking about? Yeah, so last week we mentioned that I I was worried that I would really like this and I wouldn't have that much to say about it, and so I would want to watch it with some other people who weren't that into superhero stuff. Yeah. Um, and on that front, I have good news and bad news, Elliot. Um, <laughs> the bad news is that I didn't watch it with anyone else. I just watched it by myself. But the good news is that we don't have to worry about me liking it so much that I <laughs> don't have anything to say about it. Yeah, interesting. Because, I, I mean, I did... I did sort of brush over this the last or well, two weeks ago in an attempt to not bias you the wrong way, but uh, this movie has had a fairly mixed response in terms of like critically um, and all that. Like I, I think on Rotten Tomatoes, it might be down at around thirty or forty percent or something. Mm, mm. Um, so I mean, mm. obviously, I didn't I didn't want to bring that up when I was talking it up two weeks ago, but uh, yes, I I was worried that that there was a chance that it wouldn't it wouldn't go down that well. uh yeah i would say mixed response sums up my feelings towards this movie perfectly (laughs) um uh sorry i've I've just i've just looked it up it's a it's a 23 percent on rotten tomatoes that's bad which is really bad bad. but i mean then according to google play 83 percent of users like this film Mm. uh and yeah yeah so i don't know anyway i'll let you go yeah, I, I think the best way, I, I will start out by saying I don't, I still am finding it hard to put into words. I watched this earlier today. I'm still finding it hard to put into words how I felt about this movie. <laughs> um, uh, I, there, was a, there was stuff that I liked in it. There was a fair amount of stuff that I liked. And most of that revolved around the world and the setting, to be honest. Um, yeah. I felt like this would have been such a great movie if it didn't have the plot and the main characters that it had. I, I think the things I liked Gosh. the best about it were were everything that wasn't like the movie structure and the, you know, all that stuff. Um, I, I really liked the setting. I really liked the setting and I really liked the the interaction of the powers. Um, so, so when you say the setting, are you talking about like sort of the, the cool Hong Kong super city setting or... Yeah, exactly. The kind of superheroes or... in Hong Kong. Um, the, probably the one thing I didn't like about the setting was this kind of 
shadow organization of the government called the Division. Um, yeah, they were okay, but I, it was a bit tropey. But um, I mean, yeah, I, I sort of I mentioned I mentioned that two weeks ago. It's you know, yeah. it was sort of a lot of very common elements to these sorts of stories bunched together. Yeah, but I really liked. I I thought I would not like the the kinds of powers, but I ended up actually liking them and the way they interacted. Um, a lot more than I I thought I would. Uh, like in particular, there are there there's a, a class of power called sniffers who are like yeah can track people from objects, and then there's also a class of power, and I, I think they're called like shadowers or something, and they can hide objects and like make it so that people don't really like like sniffers specifically can't find them. And I felt like there was a lot of these kind of power interactions, and the powers were specifically set up to interact with each other and with other people of that power in an interesting way. Yeah. Um, like there are a couple of fights where Chris Evans's character, uh, who's a mover who's telekinetic, fights with another mover who's one of the villains, and there are a lot of these kind of battles. Um, there's one which is really cool in in a restaurant where they're basically moving guns around with their mind to try and shoot each other. Yeah, that one's um, really cool. And then a bit later, they have a fist fight, which is a bit lame, but they like infuse their fists with telekinetic oomph to make their punches land harder and that's a cool concept i feel like there are a lot of like really cool concepts about the setting and the world and and this hong kong kind of landscape but most of the actual plot of this movie i i I found myself not connecting with a lot um let's talk about the plot i want to talk about the plot here because it's yeah yeah, it's yeah okay Okay, so uh, our main character Chris Evans, he's a mover who who's his dad was like like killed. He, he his dad was killed by the division um, when he was very young, and his dad told him one day you're going to find a girl. I can't remember what it is. She'll like give you a flower, I think it is, and you have to yeah. help her. Right, that's what he says. Yeah. And so Chris Evans is kind of this burnout loser, and he's at the start he's not very good at using his powers. He's out of practice. And so he's like, he's gotten into gambling with the triads in Hong Kong or whatever. Um, and he tries to use his power to like adjust the roll of dice, which I thought was very cool to try and get back money. But he fails because he's not very good with his power, essentially. Yeah, um, well, and it's and it's implied that like that sort of delicate stuff is harder to do as opposed to just like throwing telekinetic punches or whatever. Or like just sending out a wave of, of blast, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah and, and then he he gets a visit from these division agents who are like, hey, dude, we think this this girl's gone missing and we're trying to find her and we think you know where she is. And he's like, I don't fucking know. And they're like, all right, cool. And then they leave. And then a girl comes in um, who is a watcher and is, tells him about this other girl that they have to find, essentially, who has a case um, that she initially claims has $6 million in it just to try and get Chris Evans on board. Yeah. It comes out in like 10 or 15 minutes. That's that's not the case. Um and and they find this girl. They basically then just start kind of hopping around different locations and meeting up with different tele, uh, different like powered people that that Chris Evans knows. Um, so they meet a guy who is a shifter, whose power is that he can like he basically has like psychic paper from Doctor Who. He can he can yeah make yeah things on paper look different <laughs> look different, <laughs> and not just things on paper. He 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 changes the appearance of of a briefcase later. Um, but he seems like a very <laughs> I felt bad for this guy because his power seems pretty shit. Oh, like, I, no, I disagree. I mean, he was he was coasting around just giving people pieces of paper that he was turning into money and stuff. Like it was the money as long, aspect as, was good. That's as true. long as you're not but planning kept... on staying in the same place, it's a pretty good power. Um, but people, yeah, you know, 
because it's easy to trick people with it. But yeah, you definitely like because it only lasts a few hours or something, right? So you can't yeah, really do it for long. The transformations don't last long. Um, and then we jump and we meet Ming Na Wen, who's a sniffer. Um, and so he help, she helps them locate the girl. We meet the girl who's a pusher, and what they do is they can like incept ideas into your head, essentially, and make you believe them. Um, yeah. Pardon? Yeah, uh, I'm agreeing with you. No, oh, cool. correct, good, correct. Good. Well, <laughs> you won't soon. Um, <laughs> um, and and then and then we get one more character who we mentioned in the first part, who is uh, the McPoyle brother, who is. I don't know what they're called, like a shadower. I don't think they ever actually given a name for the class of power, but uh, they can hide. Yeah, well, they, they refer to what they do as shadowing. So I assumed it was, yeah, yeah like a shadow or a shadower. Shadower, something like that, yeah. Yeah. Shader, maybe. Um, and and so this kind of ragtag group comes together. So they kind of hop around to find the girl in the first half-ish of the movie. And then the second half of the movie, it turns into <laughs> a heist movie. <laughs> yeah um which i mean i i liked in theory but heist movies they have to have an engaging heist plot right and and the plot in this one was like bafflingly not it was such a bad it was such a bad plan (laughs) elliot um because i i love that part like the part where chris evans sits down because like i mean the premise is they're trying to avoid the other watchers so Mm. They all, Chris Evans makes like the whole plan and then writes it down on pieces of paper and gives people yeah. times to open them and then has his mind wiped so no one can yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. read so his mind. The, one of the other adversaries in the movie is this like triad gang of powered people, including characters who are my fucking favorite, who just scream at things and their <laughs> their power seems to be they scream and it hurts you. But it doesn't hurt you too much, but it does explode fish. And that comes up multiple, multiple times where they yeah. will scream and fish will just explode. <laughs> it's, it's great every time. Yeah, that um, was, um, they were the people I was referring to two weeks ago when I mentioned that there was information on them on the wiki because I went to look up and they're called uh, bleeders. And basically the thing bleeders. is okay. their scream disrupts or like breaks blood vessels, but it's like the bigger, the organism, the low. Anyway, yeah, that's the thing. All those sorts of rules that were on the wiki, I was like, where the yeah. hell did they get this from? Like, yeah, exactly. Not in the movie, it's pretty it's ill-defined just... <laughs> in the film. They're introduced in the funniest way. These two like uh, Chinese brothers just walk up to Chris Evans and just start screaming, and, and he just is like ah ah, and then fish start exploding, <laughs> and it made me laugh every time they came on screen because they they were trying to be so intimidating, and then they would just scream at Chris Evans. It was great. <laughs> um, and then that comes back at the end when. And they're so ineffectual, these screamers. Like, they, I'm going to keep calling them screamers. They scream and they never really... They're like, get Chris Evans, but every time someone's like, no, no, don't kill him. And, and so they just stop screaming at him. And yeah. so they never... You never actually see them do anything. Well, but they, then at but the they, end, they do incapacitate everyone pretty easily, to be fair. Yeah, they, they do incapacitate people, but they never actually like... They incapacitate you and then someone's like, no, don't kill him. And then they stop and then they go away. Um, yeah. And this comes back at the end in a great way where their dad, who's this like triad leader, he's been kind of leading them, but he n- never has gotten his hands dirty until one of his sons is killed. And then he takes off his sunglasses and he's a screamer and he starts screaming, hmm. but he screams so much that he collapses the building on top of himself and dies. And I just love this story, this kind of like running story in the background of these super ineffe- ineffectual triad gang members <laughs> who then their dad ends up accidentally killing himself which is great 
Um, and Chris Evans helps that building fall, but it's you can tell that the, he's going to make the building fall on himself. And he just he's like stepping around this falling building and like dodging things as he's and he's still screaming like he doesn't realize. Anyway, I'm getting off on a tangent because I just love these characters <laughs> so much. Um, so l- let's go back to this heist so I can explain why I didn't like it. Uh, so yeah. the the thing that they need to do is the baddies the the bad guy has a drug which will help cure Kira who is this girl who escaped from from the organization right yeah and so they need to get the the drug and Chris Evans knows that he the baddie has the drug cuz he lets it slip and he's like you can't do shit cuz I have this drug and if you don't get it she's going to die so like you have to hand her over essentially yeah um and so he puts together i assume he puts together this plan um and like writes it down on envelopes and gives it to them and then like so that so that the the person who can sense their motives um, can't track the plan, right? Yeah. Um, and it involves going to get this briefcase, which has some other drugs in it, selling the girl back to the thing to get money to pay Chris Evans to get his mind wiped, and then he goes and meets them, and then they take him to this other place to get this case, right? Um, yeah. I, which, I mean, to be honest... That it was that a very bit. it's a very convoluted plan. I, I'm yeah. to be honest, I'm not I'm I can't guarantee that I fully comprehend it, what was and wasn't planned as part there's of this. One part, there's one part where the shifter guy goes, gets the case, takes it back to the guys, makes a copy of it, and then brings the copy back. And it's like, why didn't you just make the copy of it there, mate? You didn't need to take two <laughs> trips to and from this place. Anyway. Um And then they go back to the place where the case was. They they all get the case. Chris Evans, like, injects himself with the thing after a fight, but then turns out that wasn't actually the thing. It was something else, and he faked his death. It was soy sauce, And then those guys go... He injected himself with soy sauce, which I was like, that cannot be healthy. Yeah, he injected himself with soy sauce, that's right. And there's a line where he's like, oh, that's unhealthy or something, I can't remember. (laughs) um, And then it turns out they had the real case the whole time, and the other two baddies escape, who is Kira and the other baddie. And then Chris Evans... And then... So one of the things that happens over the course of this plan is the baddie who is a pusher convinces Kira that she's actually been a like agent of the organization the whole time. Yeah. And it ends with Kira taking out her envelope and reading it and being and realizing that she was lied to essentially because this Coney Island memory that she shares with Chris Evans is real and the guy convinced her that it was fake, right? Yeah. And the problem I have with this is Chris Evans's character is not like set up to be a smart guy, right? He's set up. It's not like stupid, but he's not like a, a genius, right? He's an average, yeah, no, he's, he's kind of an everyman. His right? tactical genius for this whole heist does sort of come out of nowhere. Like up until then, he's really just been reacting to everything and and just going going along with stuff and doing yeah, plans. and not even tactical genius. Like this is beyond tactical genius. There's one part where he's locked in the trunk of a car. And everyone else is fighting upstairs and one of the baddies throws another baddie out the window and it lands on the trunk of the car, opening it for him to escape. And that's like pivotal to the plan because otherwise he wouldn't have been able to escape. And it's this stuff that's like, to plan out this thing in this much detail, he, <laughs> it, it like it's impossible, right? It, it boggles the mind. There's no way that this well, plan... I'm work. assuming it didn't all go according to plan and they got they had bad luck in some bits and then they got lucky in other bits like the bit where he got let out of the car. I don't think he was meant to be in there. Okay. 
But then, but then, <laughs> but then, Elliot, the reveal at the end comes where... Okay, so let's let's get some backstory again. Dakota Fanning's character is a watcher, and her mum is one of the most powerful watchers ever, and she's, like, locked up in the organisation, right? Yeah, although it's, it's implied that she went in there on purpose to put this whole plan into action, because she saw the plan, like, 15 years earlier. Yes. So Chris Evans says, so, your mum just had this whole thing planned out, huh? Or something like that, to Dakota Fanning. And... And that, that explains some things that didn't make sense before, but it also means that, like, how did Chris Evans come up with this plan? Like, she had foreseen that he was going to come up with a plan that would just miraculously... Like, even though the plan was stupid, it would just miraculously work. Was that the... That's, like, <laughs> the closest I can come to reconciling it in my head. Um, and it still doesn't explain some things. Like, at the start, when Kira is escaping, there's, like, a marble which bounces around and like jams it like rolls into a door crack to like stop the door from locking fully so she can escape and that is heavily implied to be like a mover letting her out but we never really like that's never really addressed that was that was dakota fanning's mom but dakota fanning's mom is a watcher she can't move stuff yeah but i mean she's obviously a very good watcher so i think uh, my my explanation to that is she she saw the best time to drop it so that it would do all that stuff, which um, seems a little far fetched. So, um, so there's the, she just saw that there was a time where if she drops a marble, right? But then remember, this is also the time that Kira automatically tries to escape on her own. So yeah, uh, my, it just so, happened. Like it's insane to me. The level of coincidence in this plot is like so my, high. My thinking is, um, and I mean. Uh, uh, we we got like almost 15 minutes without bringing up Worm. But I would compare right. Dakota Fanning's mom a bit to Contessa from Worm in that mm. I think she's able right. to see what she needs to do, what she has to do to get specific futures. So things like dropping right. the marble or setting up all these things that would then happen 15 years later. I think that's her variation on the Watcher power because that's the only thing that even makes a sliver of, of sense, I think, that I can think of. The problem there is that some of the things that are integral to her plan are completely outside of her control reasonably, right? Like Kira oh. deciding to try and escape at that specific point. Oh, well, yeah, I mean, but it's, you know, it's sort of that thing, like, she sees that, she might say, like, oh, if I drop the marble now, then Kira will be able to escape, whereas if mm. I don't, she won't. I, I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm yeah. reaching here, obviously. Um, <laughs> but that's, that's my interpretation of that. Yeah, so what else? Uh, yeah, so the the entire second half of the movie. So a lot of my enjoyment of this movie, I, I started out enjoying it a lot for the, for the setup and the world and not really enjoying the characters. And then that kind of transitioned throughout to just getting on board with the crazy shit that was happening over the course of the movie. <laughs> um, what else? There's, I mean, I, I do have other, like, I don't want to be too critical about these things just because, like, there are a lot of things that just like the the plot is a bit wonky to me. Like Chris Evans's power levels adjust a lot throughout the movie, and and um, characters kind of do completely arbitrary things. Um, and there's some weird pacing issues to me. But I I don't know. It it's a weird movie. It's a weird. It's, it's I I liked it. I liked I mean, it. Even. It's interesting because a lot of your criticisms sort of back up what I saw online when I was researching for this two weeks ago and what I didn't want to bring up because they're all mm. negative. Um, 
it's all stuff people are saying, oh, it's it's quite interesting visually or like it's a very interesting idea, but lots of people criticise sort of the movie's pacing or how, how it mm, ended up mm. being delivered. And so that was part of why I was really keen to bring it because I did not feel that way. I actually thought it had a really interesting premise that it delivered on it as well as you would expect mm. in a 90-minute film. So it's interesting that that you seem to be, you know, agreeing with the general consensus I don't know. I think it could have been shorter. Like, th- I feel like there was a lot of... Uh, I, my feeling when I came out of this movie was like, there are so many things that I still don't understand and so much of the movie was spent in exposition. It's like, wh- what were they explaining the whole time? Like, <laughs> I don't know. I, mean, I, I kind of yeah. like that. You don't need everything explained. Leaving a bit of mystery, I think, is important. No, I agree. I, I don't, I'm not saying everything should have been explained. I'm just saying it, it felt like a lot of the movie went into exposition that didn't... <laughs> that was like unrequired. Um, there's this one other thing. The, the timeline of the movie jumped, like, jumped around a weird amount. Like, there's this one scene where Chris Evans gets off a bus and he's talking to Ming Na Wen and being like, "I need you to help me find this this guy, right?" Yeah. And then, like two or three seconds later, in what I think I remember being the same shot, he like stops outside a building and looks at, at it and walks in and finds the guy. And so. I was confused by this for a while, but what it must have been was that Ming Nguyen has told him where this guy is, right? Yeah. In the two or three seconds, but like it, it did this kind of thing a lot where it just kind of skipped time and <laughs> it didn't like give you a lot of hints that that was what was happening. So I had to rewatch that scene like two or three times before I figured out, oh, it's, there, there's been like a little time jump here and Ming Nguyen has like, they fa- found the person and now he's gone inside. Um, and it did similar things a couple of times. Like there was a point where, Chris Evans gets his memory wiped so that the plan isn't, like, figured out. But by the time he gets his memory wiped, the plan is, like, a third of the way through already. Yeah, no, I, weird... <laughs> I, I, I thought of that as well. I assumed that he, yeah, that it was all sort of out of sync. I, I don't know. Ex- yeah, but it's not like, that's never explained or, like, made clear to you, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, no, that's fair. I felt like this happened, like, that was, the, that was the explanation I came to as well, because otherwise it doesn't make any sense. But I, I don't know. It, it was just, it felt out of sync. Um, I could go on. I think I could go on about this for a long time, but I I won't because I think that wouldn't be that entertaining. Um, yeah, this movie just had so many flaws, but it still was engaging enough. I think that I, I wanted to watch it and I want to see it through to the end. But yeah, I, I don't know. See, this is what I meant when I said I'm, I'm having trouble well, okay, figuring so, out how I felt about this movie. So I, I now I have an interesting question for you. Um, mm. So you know, I talked. Uh, two weeks ago about how somebody was talking about trying to turn this into a tv show mm. uh, after the movie didn't do that well would would you have been interested in watching the tv show um See, based this, i on thought this, this again uh, before we started recording i looked up the prequel comics as well and i was like it, like i would be okay with more stuff being made in this world um yeah this movie in and of itself probably isn't enough to motivate me to watch it unless i hear that it's like of a bit higher quality level but <laughs> like the world in and of itself was easily the most engaging part to me and so if if someone made a a better quality tv show set in this world i'd be like yeah fuck fuck yeah i'm, I'm on board for it like yeah well because I mean, if it's I, not this I, story I, and it's not these characters fuck, yes definitely yeah could i because I, I definitely agree with you my favorite thing about this was definitely the world and yeah i i obviously don't think as little of, of the plot and most of the characters as you do but like i definitely think mm. the strength was the world they set up and that was why i would definitely be keen to see more stuff set 
in this space because I I quite liked it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so wait, remind me of the the TV show thing again. Are they making a TV show? Or is that just something no? Else, like, it discussed? was it was one of those things. I think they had they had like a, a script ordered for a pilot um, in like two thousand and eleven, right. and then we never yeah, heard never. from it again. Yeah. So I assume yeah. that it's, it's gone. <laughs> but yeah. Push does kind of set itself up for a sequel very blatantly. Um, oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> and that's never gonna. That's what happened. Um, um, yeah, I, I found I, a, I the... found a subreddit uh, discussion about this movie from a few years ago where people were sort of like, "So is the sequel coming?" I was like, "You know, there must." It was that thing where it's like, "Oh, here are other people who like this movie." You know, there are dozens of us, and mm. and all these people yeah. are like, "When's the sequel coming out?" And other people are like, "Yeah, this movie did not do well enough." critically yeah. or financially to justify more and now that chris evans is probably going to cost the budget of the original film just in and of himself yeah um yeah I, but I, don't think it's I mean that's good it. to me because if they make another sequel they, if they make a movie another movie a sequel i don't want chris evans to be in it <laughs> <laughs> I, do, I do this is the first thing i think i haven't liked chris evans's character in um Oh, interesting. Uh, the other the other thing to me is I was looking up the prequel comics and the description from them is like, um, from the world of this summer's upcoming blockbuster smash push comes whatever, and I'm like, all right, guys, come on, that's yeah. a bit ambitious. Blockbuster smash, mate. It was not a blockbuster uh, smash. Me. <laughs> um, yeah. So. Do you have anything more to say about it or should we wrap it up there? I, I kind of want to cut myself off before I, like I realize we've already gone for 26 minutes and I don't want to do, I don't want to do more on this. <laughs> yeah. No. Okay. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's sort of all. I, I was just curious uh, to say about the mm. TV thing, but. Yeah. Uh, no, if they do end up to... making one, I will, if it, and I hear that it is of a bit better quality, I'll, I'll check it out. I reckon um, I would, I would have checked it out. Yeah. In well, I mean, that alternate I... universe where push was a blockbuster smash. <laughs> I think at this stage we're all just better off getting a worm TV show. Yeah, uh, I don't. I think you. Yeah. I think you'd really struggle to find someone who would prefer a push TV show to a worm one. I think. Mm. But yeah, man. Um, uh, anyway, anyway, let's give a let's, number. I want to give a number yeah, to it, numbers. Elliot. Yeah. What do you? What number? I I'm struggling to give a number to it. It's somewhere around the level of five, I think. Oh, okay. Or maybe a four and a half. I really don't know how to quantify my thoughts about this movie because i'm torn between giving it like a three and like a six and a half so i'm gonna give it like i'm just gonna go in the middle and give it like a four and a half i think okay yeah that sounds fair um oh man push push all right i'm just gonna lock it here so i don't (laughs) talk anymore about push um uh that's push it's done next week we are going to be i'm going to be bringing you something elliot a tv show called peep show um which is also a science fiction epic no i'm joking <laughs> it's it's a, a a very awkward bbc comedy um that I, I think you will really love so we will see how we go um but to you guys if you if you have watched peep show and you want to give us some thoughts on it or you want to watch peep show along with us um it's on netflix all like seven or nine or however many seasons there are on netflix so you can check it out um, and I'll pop up a discussion thread, which you can find in the show notes, where you can leave your thoughts, or also your thoughts on Push, if you're watching that along with us, uh, and you want to see whether you agreed or disagreed with what we thought about it, um, yeah, chuck that in the link in the description as well. And otherwise, we'll catch you next week. Alright. Push. It's done. It's been pushed.